Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. You know, um, I loved last Sunday, we, we joined online and I, I think personally, Pastor Claude brought one of the most foundational words I've ever received, where he unpacked in the book of Jeremiah about how God was working through a people who had suffered the greatest disruptive challenge of their generation. Jeremiah was a prophet called to God's people in a season of history where they had lost their way. And Jeremiah was sort of like the last warning bells of an opportunity to repent and get things right with God. And Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet prophet in the Scriptures because he delivered his message faithfully, truly and honestly without mincing words or holding back with the intention that God's people would hear and respond. But they didn't. And so Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet because he faithfully delivered his word and it made no difference until it did. See, it made a difference because when the people were led into captivity and exile into a land that was not their own, all of a sudden they put themselves in a position to hear. And Jeremiah then starts to lay the groundwork for the future that God was calling them into, out of captivity and into His promises. And Jeremiah 29, 4-7, he delivered this. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles, I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourselves. Have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Pursue the well-being of the city I've deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf for when it thrives, you will thrive. Here's an idea. I believe that God is calling us through every situation and season to build a life that thrives. To build a life that thrives. And it's an invitation where everything that Jeremiah had listed there required the people to partner with the Spirit of God. None of those things listed was a point where God said, magically, I'm gonna do this with you or for you. It was an invitation for them through their effort, their ability, their faith, their commitment, their dedication and perseverance to do what God had called them to do. And I think the future and a hope that God has for each and every one of His followers is a future and a hope that's built on participation and partnership that God invites us to journey with Him. And as we journey with Him genuinely and out of a grace that builds, He builds the future as we step out. He has a hope and a future set apart for us. You know, I'm I'm mindful about the ministry of Jesus and one of my all-time favourite Scriptures that regularly pops into my heart as I'm going about the day-to-day, it comes out of John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says very clearly, what He came to do. I came to give you life and life more abundant. Life to the best, life to the full, life that is overflowing, life that is active, life that is not passive, life that is engaging, life that is the very heartbeat of God. There is an invitation for what Jesus has done to invite us to the abundant life. But it involves a willingness to build. In the abundant life, God invites us to build a life that thrives. And multiple times throughout His teachings with people, Jesus challenged them on what it meant to build a life that thrives. A portion of Scripture I want to unpack in Luke chapter 14, 
28 to 30, Jesus is having a meal, which is not uncommon for Him. That Jesus would basically act as a mobile church gathering wherever He went from village to village to village. But one of the key aspects of the ministry of Jesus was always based around the dinner table, was based around the heart to heart, the real, the ability to discuss and ask questions, the ability to present and not hold back to engage, to practise hospitality. And in this situation, Jesus was having a meal with people that many would have said He should not be eating with. He was eating with what the Scriptures call the Pharisees, who were the local religious and social leaders of the day. And many of them were opposed to Jesus and what He was doing. They were so opposed that they would publicly decry Him. And even in fact, these people became the ones that set out the plan to see Jesus captured, tortured and ultimately crucified. And so you think these are the people that Jesus should not eat with. These are the ones that if He has an opportunity to sit down and have a burger with, He should walk the other way. But He sits down and He engages with them directly. And He talks about what it means to build a life that thrives. It says in Luke chapter 14, 28 to 30, For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, after he's laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying, this man started to build and wasn't able to finish. You know, I remember meeting Jesus when I was 16 years old and my first pastor, my sending pastor, seeing me filled and abundant and jumping out of my skin with what God has given, challenged me. So Chris, many start well, few finish well. David Allen, the great productivity expert and entrepreneurial coach said, much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. That hits So the first thought I want to submit to you, to build a life that thrives, is build with the end in mind. Build with the end in mind. One of my favourite cities in the entire world is Phnom Penh, the capital city of Cambodia. My wife and I had the honour of living there for a number of years. I love everything about the city. I love the funky smells. I love the street side stores that sell pig's parts that you can't possibly name that have been marinated for days just to give it a certain flavour that overcompensates the flavour that it would naturally have. I love the fact that you could pull up to any street side vendor and get a coffee with condensed milk for 50 cents and just drive along with that in a plastic bag and ice and drink as you're riding a motorcycle one-handed. I love the fact that there's no road rules. Well, there are road rules, but nobody follows them. And all the motorcycles go up on the verges and all you hear are beeping horns, but it's not offensive to get a beeping horn at you. It's an act of courtesy to let you know that I'm behind you and I don't want to kill you. I love everything about Phnom Penh, one of my favourite cities. And when Rhiannon and I lived there, I remember driving along one of the most popular roads that leads to the very heart of the city called Monavong Boulevard. And as you'd ride along this road, dodging potholes and traffic, that you'd see forming in the distance the very first skyscraper built in Phnom Penh. What an amazing thing 
this Southeast Asian city and seen the very first, not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth, the very first skyscraper, Gold Tower 42, there in the distance and drive up to it, 200 metres high, with plans for shopping centres and office space and a real place of community in the city, a place that had gone bankrupt as they started building it. Because when Rihanna and I moved there, all Gold Tower 42 was is cement blocks stacked on top each other, 200 metres high. And the company that had started the job hadn't counted the cost and had lost the ability to finish it. And so from 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, nothing happened except for this giant 200 metre cement eyesore. There was a reminder in the city that many start well, but few finish well. The place was a hotbed of activity because the local law enforcement would hide at its bases and jump out and catch unsuspecting traffic like Australians on motorcycles or Australians in cars driving past the Claude to the airport at a time where the police jumped out and offered uh, the opportunity to give them a bribe. And it became a centre point of the city for all the wrong reasons. Because many start well, few finish well. You've got to build with the end in mind. You've got to build with the end in mind. It's not enough to start something, it's more powerful to finish something. And so I'm mindful in the day to day that we have that some of the keys to building with the end in mind first off begins with this idea is can we see what we need to build? Can we see the life that God is calling us into? Can we see the future that He wants to create as we're willing to step out by faith to see Him add to the bridge as we're going over the chasm? This idea of seeing the future begins with our ability to dream and imagine what God's called us into. That as a parent, we're called to disciple and empower our children to be everything that they're called to be. That when I look at my my 10-year-old, my six-year-old, my four-year-old, I imagine them at 21 years old and who they are and how they've been formed and how they follow Jesus for themselves and what they're becoming. And I understand that in seeing that, I have a part to play and seeing that fulfilled. And that when I lose sight of that vision, I allow the busyness of now to take me away from sowing the seeds of the future. That as an employee in a workplace that's just caught up in the mundane, the day-to-day, that loses sight of the fact that God has maybe placed you there to make a difference, to pray for your business, to pray for those that you work with, to see the Kingdom of God extended through even situations that you did not expect or want, and that you can see a future for why God has placed you there and what He's called you to. That for business owners that are out there on the edge, creating from scratch, that God has called you to dream, but persevere in the dream because those that build to last, build a legacy. You've got to build with the end in mind. A life that thrives begins with the idea that God has called you to build with the end in mind. You've got to overcome the mess of now. The other thing that this story that Jesus unpacked, this idea of somebody not counting the cost, somebody who started something that didn't finish something, that I've got to say, we've got to build big and don't settle. You are called to more than a ground floor experience. 
Your life is meant to be more than the beginnings of something without the extension of something. And I know that for many of us, it's impossible to imagine everything built up to the level that it could be, but all you've got to do is the next best thing, the next right thing, the extension that adds, the, the, the floor that builds, the, just one step ahead. All you need to do to build a life that thrives is just be willing to do one step, the next best step, the next best step. And that builds a future and a hope out of what God has put you in and is calling you out of. That the challenge is to settle. That thus far and no further, that what I've done is enough. It's not because God has placed more in you. God is calling more out of you. Your life is built to thrive in Him because you are called to more than the ground floor experience. That when people look at your life, all they should really be able to see is the fact that you're constantly working and building bit by bit. That you might not be Gold Tower 42 yet to 200 metres high, but if people can see that you're adding to yourself over time the levels that rise to meet the call that God has for you. Don't settle. Dream big. Persevere. Hold on. Another time where Jesus talked about what it meant to build He talked about the real world challenge that we all face in overcoming the distractions that stop us from building a life that thrives. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. I've got to say that again. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, hear and act, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it did not collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house until it collapsed and it collapsed with a great crash. Thomas Fuller, the English historian and writer said, what cannot be changed must be born, not blamed. We all face the rain, that drizzle or that downpour that tests our seal and our structure, that regular hitting down that tests our seal and our structure. We all face the floods those unexpected, quick-moving events and circumstances that seek to sweep away our vision, our purpose and our dreams. We all face the wind, that constant pressure that is blowing to steer you off direction and down a path that you weren't intending to walk. We all face these things. Jesus was clear that if you want to build a life that thrives, it has to be built on the rock. And the rock is definitely Jesus Himself. But the point He was making is that we need to hear Him and act accordingly. That the truth to building a life on the rock that is Christ isn't just an act internal, it's an act external. That we both know and do. Know and do. 
Anybody who hears what He says and does it, builds their life on the rock and the rain will not collapse it. The floods will not sweep it away. The wind will not blow it down. And so some of the challenges that I've been thinking is, what, did some, what are some of the things that Jesus said to do, to hear and do? And I'm mindful that He challenged us to love one another as He has loved us. And in this season of disconnection and disengagement, I feel more challenged than ever to lean into the idea that proximity matters, that life together matters, that the long haul matters, that people are worth the journey with, that I think the key to a life that thrives is willing to do a journey with people and a walk with Jesus for the long haul. There's something that unlocks our future as we, are, we journey together in Him. That the idea of committing to a connect group, that committing to gathering together, committing to catching up with people, committing to doing the journey of faith causes us to grow and build a life that thrives. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I was playing basketball on a Tuesday night and it happened to be Geordie's birthday. We've been playing basketball together for about four or five years now. Our team, the Rock City Blazers, is the greatest team that has ever existed. <laughs> We're yet to win a title. And in fact, the last opportunity we had to win a title, I got kicked out of the stadium. But that's a story for another day. But on Geordie's birthday, we were down by four points. Four points and it's his birthday and one minute to go when I somehow get the ball at the top of the three-point line and without hesitation, I locked into that basket, I shot and it swished. Didn't even hit the backboard or the basket. I was screaming as I ran down the other end, come on boys, we can do this. And then one, well, 50 seconds later, I end up with the ball in my hands and the opportunity to win the game and I turn around and shoot and I brick the shot. The buzzer goes and we lose by one point. What's the difference between four points and one point loss? Nothing, you still lose. (laughs) And I was so disappointed in myself. It was his birthday. I wanted to give him a birthday present, a win. And I lost. But life's like that. Sometimes you have the ecstatic highs. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that shot went in. This is the best. And then I can't believe I missed. And part of the keys to building a life that thrives is being willing to do the journey with others that stand and celebrate you with the highs, but stand with you in the lows. Proximity matters to build a life that thrives. We need to be willing to hear what Jesus says and do it. Proximity matters. Final thought out of this account. We have to build to endure. Build on the right stuff. Hear and act. Build to endure. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. says, This saying is trustworthy. For if we died with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He'll also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. A life that thrives takes hold of the future and a living hope. It endures. 
You will stand. You will overcome. You will persevere. If you're willing to build a life that thrives. Endurance matters. Endurance matters. One of the favourite accounts I have in the Scriptures is in the book of Acts after Jesus has ascended to heaven. And these people who followed Him for years start doing the things that He Himself was doing. Accounts of people walking in their shadow, healing the sick. Accounts of people who had been fishermen, uneducated, pioneering new works of the Kingdom of God. People building lives that thrive, all because they were willing to journey with Jesus. There's something about the endurance that builds in us the capacity to see a life that thrives. And I wanna challenge us as we move into the future that God has called us into. You are called to build a life that thrives, a life that endures. You are called to build a life on the right stuff. You are called, you are called to see a life that is established and extended by His grace and His ability. You can do it through Him, by His power and by His strength with a willingness that says, Lord, build in me what you wanna see that I'm willing to do the deep work, that I'm willing for You to expose me and unpack me so that You can allow me to dig deep in You. And as I dig deep in You, the wind, the rain and the storm will not wash me away. Let them come. Because Jesus, You're the one who walked on the waters in the midst of the storm and You're the one that I follow. You're the one that had the boldness and the confidence to sleep when the boat was rocking. And when woken, spoke to the storm and told it to shut up. That as I follow You, Jesus, I become like You. As I'm willing to endure and hold on. Build a life on Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.